Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Lymphoma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Nathan Fowler from the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, US. Hi, my name is Nathan Fowler from the MD Anderson Cancer Center. I'm a professor in the Department of Lymphoma and Myeloma. And over the years, I've worked on developing novel approaches for treatment that have folic lymphoma. Today, I'm glad you're joining me. I'd just like to give you a kind of a quick overview of non-chemotherapy approaches, non-chemotherapy options for patients that have newly diagnosed and relapsed follicular lymphoma. Interestingly, and, and thank goodness, the outcomes in patients with follicular lymphoma has been improving dramatically over the past couple of decades. And really that was spurred by the introduction of rituximab. Rituximab is an anti-CD20 antibody that targets a very unique epitope or a unique protein on the surface of uh, B cells. And we saw really about 20 years ago that when you introduce this non-chemotherapy drug, monoclonal antibody, to pretty much any type of backbone, that means if you add it to anything in patients who uh, had just been diagnosed with the disease, it dramatically improved outcomes. That means improved their remission rates, improved the length of remission, and sometimes uh, in some patients, it even prevented long-term relapse. And that was a, really an early clue that, you know, despite using more and more intensive chemotherapies, the game changer in follicular lymphoma um, was the introduction of, of something biologic, a monoclonal antibody, CD20. Today, there are many different options for patients who are diagnosed with follicular lymphoma. And when patients are first diagnosed, often we just watch and wait because the disease can often follow a very slow or indolent course and patients can many times go years before they, never, before they ever need treatment. In fact, a small portion of patients never need therapy for their follicular lymphoma and the disease kind of shrinks and grows and shrinks and grows what we call waxing and waning. Uh, without any, any therapy. So the first option in patients with follicular is not to do anything. When patients do need treatment, we still use chemotherapy as, as the backbone of treatment in many scenarios. If you look at common chemotherapy backbones like CHOP or CDP, uh, bendamustine, they're all associated with remission rates uh, that are around 80 to 90%, very, very good. The remission duration, or what we call the progression-free survival, often is very long as well with any of these chemotherapy backbones. And that, when I say very good, it means you know, around five to 10 years in, in many scenarios. Now, we've known, not only because of how well rituximab works, but because patients can follow this kind of waxing and waning course, that disease is probably responsive, responsive to to changes within the host immune system. Again, the general thought is that patients can go into a spontaneous remission because their immune system, and this is part we don't quite understand, will all of a sudden begin to recognize the tumor and eradicate it, at least partially. In addition, we've seen in patients that have relapsed disease, approaches like allogeneic transplant, essentially replacing the patient's immune system, can often lead to long-term cure. So these clues led us uh, to start looking at different immunotherapy approaches without chemotherapy for patients with newly diagnosed follicular lymphoma. Around 10 years ago, uh, 
myself and our colleagues at MD Anderson started looking at a combination of lenalidomide. Uh, this is an immunomodulatory drug. So the drug essentially changes the way certain immune cells interact with each other in combination with rituximab as treatment for patients that had newly diagnosed follicular lymphoma. So no chemotherapy. We were using an antibody with a drug that was able to kind of augment patients' immune response. And surprisingly, we saw responses that were as good as chemotherapy. We saw overall responses over 90% with the majority of patients going into complete remission without chemotherapy. This was really, I think, a landmark in the way we kind of think about treating follicular lymphoma. And that launched a really large international trial. This was a study that ran, goodness, so over about five to seven years, we enrolled a thousand patients. And the purpose of this study called the relevant study was to explore whether using something other than chemotherapy, in this case, lenalidomide and rituximab, was better than the older or, or traditional chemotherapy backbones. So this study compared R-squared or lenalidomide rituximab compared to three combinations, bendamustine, CVP, or CHOP with rituximab. We saw the results of this study presented a couple years ago, and the study showed that the outcomes were nearly identical, whether you looked at overall response rate, complete, complete remission rate, overall survival, or remission duration. They were almost all identical, very, very similar within many times either the same or within a couple points of each other. And again, this was, this was ver something very enlightening for the field, that for the first time we could get rid of chemotherapy and have very, very similar outcomes. Now with these regimens, for example, lenalidomide, there was unique side effects. Uh, unlike chemotherapy, we saw higher rates of rash. We saw some cutaneous reactions. That means kind of rash again. Uh, sometimes we saw diarrhea. And with chemotherapy, we saw the, the traditional side effects like um, neutropenia, which means low white blood cell counts, increased rates of uh, fever and infection. Now, what do we do with that? So again, what I've tried to talk about it, we, we were able to, for the first times, substitute it out in immunotherapy for chemotherapy, and the outcomes were the same with regards to efficacy. So it didn't show that it was better than chemo. So what, I, what do I do now in my clinic? Um, knowing this data, I often kind of individualize treatment for patients. I do think that chemotherapy has a role in patients that are newly diagnosed. In general, I look at several different factors when I'm deciding between chemotherapy and immunotherapy for patients with follicular lymphoma. If I suspect transformation, if patients have very high SUVs on PET, if they have a really high LDH, if the KI67 is very high, or obviously if the pathology shows that they're transforming, I think that we should use chemotherapy as a backbone. CHOP, for me, I think is, is the optimal treatment. In patients who don't have those kind of, um, kind of characteristics, either on pathology or clinically, then I think you know, it's, it's up between, for me, between bendamustine and rituximab or lenalidomide and rituximab. I personally choose lenalidomide and rituximab, but again, bendamustine is, is a very, very good option. Now, we've also seen the introduction of other non-chemotherapy approaches, both in the frontline and in the relapse setting, 
Recently, we saw the approval of obinutuzumab. It's kind of a next generation anti-CD20 substituting out for rituximab if you're gonna use a chemo backbone. We've seen uh, several phase two trials recently presented where we combine lenalidomide with obinutuzumab. So again, instead of R squared, we're using lenalidomide plus a newer anti-CD20. And the preliminary results, uh, both in the frontline setting and in relapsed, look really, really good. Uh, Bendamustine, or sorry, lenalidomide plus obinutuzumab in untreated patients, uh, we saw remission rates of over 90% at three years. So sustained remissions. In the relapse setting, I think that non-chemotherapy approaches are getting better and better. Over the past several years, we've seen drugs like uh, the PI3 kinase inhibitors, idelalizib, copanalizib, uh, duvalizib, and soon probably umbralizib. These are all uh, uh, single agent drugs that target a unique pathway within the follicular lymphomas. All of them have response rates of around 50% with remission durations of around a year, even in patients with multiple relapses. We've also seen uh, the recent FDA approval of lenalidomide and rituximab in the recent, uh, sorry, in the relapse setting and a brand new drug in the class, a drug called tazemetostat, which hits a, a very unique mutation in follicular lymphoma called EZH2. In this uh, single agent um, study, we also saw uh, prolonged remissions and responses in around, gosh, around 70% of patients that had EZH2 mutation. And finally, one of the most uh, exciting non-chemotherapy approaches that I think is coming out, especially for patients that have multiple relapses of follicular lymphoma, are the CAR T-cells. We've seen with CAR T-cells, they're really active in patients that have relapsed aggressive cancers, uh, relapsed uh, acute leukemias and relapsed large cell lymphomas. And now we have uh, several trials, some a couple phase two trials, which have shown that uh, in follicular lymphoma, patients who have multiple relapses uh, have very high response rates with the use of uh, CAR T cells, including patients who have failed chemotherapy uh, failed lenalidomide, and sometimes have uh, failed rituximab. So in summary, I think that, you know, non-chemotherapy approaches are slowly making their way into uh, standard treatment for follicular lymphoma in the relapse setting. I think they're, they're often uh, a very effective option for patients, especially patients who are failing chemotherapy. In the frontline setting, uh, they, uh, I would not say that they have replaced chemotherapy, but they are definitely a nice option for patients, especially patients who uh, don't have any evidence of transformed disease. Uh, so I hope that uh, that helped you. I think that, again, chemotherapy-free options, or I should say cytotoxic therapy-free options are, uh, are, are rapidly emerging for follicular lymphomas, and I hope that as the field advances, uh, we'll see the replacement of chemotherapy across multiple lines of treatment in patients with follicular. And, and really what that means is better options for our patients and uh, hopefully more curative approaches for, for this slow growing cancer. Thanks. Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.